Hey, podcast people, how's it going? Azrin, the language nerd here. I hope you're having a fantastic Wednesday afternoon or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you are listening to this podcast episode. We're going to skip the usual introduction and we're going to dive directly into our topic for today, which is, well, a few topics, I suppose. The first thing is based around a question that I received roughly two hours ago. Two hours ago, I was teaching a class and one of the people in the class made a comment and she said, man, I really need to work on my listening comprehension. I have to work on that. I have to practice it. And she asked me, Azrin, what kinds of things can I do to improve upon my listening comprehension? What can I do? And I was stumped. I get this question all the time and usually I answer the question pretty easily. Like it's not a difficult question for me to answer. But this time around, I felt a little bit stuck and I felt a bit conflicted because the usual advice that I give in that moment, it just didn't quite feel good enough. It didn't quite feel good enough. The usual kinds of advice that I give are, listen, if you're struggling with listening comprehension, the very first question I have is how much listening are you doing on a week to week basis? And more often than not, people say, well, I'm not doing that much. I do a little bit here and there, and that's all they're really doing. And so the, the knee-jerk reaction I say is, well, we need to get you listening to more things, more music, more videos, more uh, whatever audio programs you're following, more conversations with a conversation buddy, more whatever. We just need to get you interacting with the language more and engaging your ears more so that you can start to get better at your listening abilities. And I think this makes a lot of sense. I think generally speaking, this is the answer to improving upon most skills. You need to put more time into it. You gotta put time, you gotta practice it, gotta work on it, take some time, and eventually you get better at listening comprehension. And the reason I paused when she asked me this time around is because I think just for certain people, if you just tell them, hey, you've got to practice more of your listening comprehension, the action steps they take are not necessarily very effective. So I've seen people who say, oh, I need to listen more. Great. And all they do is they start listening to more music. They watch videos. They find videos on YouTube. They try and watch and they don't really understand anything. And they just get frustrated and they stop listening. They just get frustrated and they let it go. Or they listen to a bunch of music and they're like, oh, great. I'm listening to music. And six months later, like, well, I've listened to lots of music, but my listening comprehension still not really that much better. So, and they do things like that. Or sometimes they get stuck. They're like, well, what do I listen to? What do I watch? When I turn most things on YouTube, I have no idea what the heck they're saying. And it's kind of, I don't really get any enjoyment out of it. So and I don't seem to pull anything out of it. So what the heck, what do I do here? And so I think... The, the reason I hesitated because I, is because I wanted to go a little bit deeper in my answer. And in that just in that moment, I only had three minutes left in the class. My brain jammed and I couldn't go in, in and give a deeper response, which is why here we are right now and I'm making this podcast episode. So there's a few things. Number one, when you're doing listening practice, when you're doing listening practice, the first thing you have to have in your head is that no matter what, Unless you're super advanced or quite advanced or maybe upper intermediate, but even upper intermediate, maybe not. Almost all of you that go that feel like you struggle with listening comprehension, when you go do your listening comprehension, understand that you're not going to understand. You're not going to comprehend everything 
that is being said in the video or the audio. Meaning if my student from two hours ago today, if she goes and opens up some YouTube video and she starts watching it, she's going to understand a lot of it, 50, 60, 70%, like a good percentage of it, but by all means, she's not going to understand 100%. And you need to be okay with that. When you're doing listening practice, the biggest thing is you have to be okay with the fact that you're not going to understand everything. Many language learners get discouraged that, oh, I don't understand so much. I don't know what's happening. Wait, the audience is laughing and I don't know what's so funny. Wait, wait what's going on? Oh. And they start to get discouraged. They start to beat themselves up. They stop listening because they don't feel good. You have to realize that's normal and just take a breath. I think I said it yesterday. I may not have, but I think I said it yesterday in the podcast that in every every single time you do something in the target language, speaking practice, listening practice, writing, reading, whatever it is, you're just trying to take away the 5% that you can take away from it. Try to learn one or two new things and that's it. Try to take away one or two things. And if there's one or two things that you really take away from your practice session or your listening or whatever you're doing, if you take away one or two things and, and that's, that's the biggest thing that matters. So that's number one, take a breath. It's okay. If you don't fully understand, that's fine. You're okay. Try to take away what you can. The second thing I would, I'm going to say is I want you to find things that even though you don't understand everything, you understand enough to still enjoy what's going on. You still understand enough to enjoy what's going on in your in your video or podcast or song or whatever. So, for example, I'll give you a few examples. It's going to be different for everybody, but I'll give you a few common themes. I am a reasonably strong uh, Mandarin speaker, like I'm an inter- like a pretty solid middle intermediate kind of speaker of Mandarin, pretty pretty good at the language. And one thing that I found myself doing recently is watching music music videos in Mandarin, listening to the songs, finding a version of the of the of the song that has subtitles on the screen, same language subtitles, so Mandarin subtitles, watching the music video, looking at the subtitles, listening and watching the music video. I don't understand everything, but I understand 50, 60 percent. And with the context of what's happening in the video, I I understand 100 percent or 90 percent of the meaning. I'm going to say that again. I understand about 50, 60, 70% of the words, but 90 to 100% of the meaning. So even though sometimes I don't fully catch all the words, I kind of miss one or two things here with all the context of the music and the tone of the of the, the tone of the of the singer, the the um the music video, the expressions of the people in the video, etc., etc. I understand 100% of what's going on, even though I don't understand 100% of the words. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for things that you understand the majority or 100% or a very, you know, 100% or at least the majority of the meaning of what the people are saying, even though you only understand 50, 60% of the actual words or 30% or whatever it is. That's the kind of stuff you want to look for. So for example, yoga, if you're uh, learning German, for example, and you're, and you're looking for something that, that matches that criteria and you're maybe like a mid beginner, maybe a yoga video in German is a great idea because you're going to catch 100% or 90% of the meaning behind what they're saying because you follow along their emotions. 
and you're gonna miss a lot of the words, but you'll catch enough. You'll, with the some words you catch, with what you're seeing on the screen, you're gonna basically figure out what's going on here. And you're going to learn a lot. Your listening comprehension is going to get a lot better by practicing with that kind of material. Another example, maybe, um, you know, even, uh, even like, what's another example of something you could listen to or watch? Um, even something like, uh, even like, uh, I used to watch when I was in France. This is a good example too. When I was in France, I used to watch these two game shows every day after school, roughly around, I want to say dinner time. There used to be this, 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 uh, these two game shows that would come on and I would watch it with my, the French family that I was living with. I understood, you know, probably 30 to 50, uh, yeah, 30 to 50% of the words that they were saying. Like I didn't understand all of it. They made a lot of jokes that I didn't understand, but we watched it and I enjoyed watching it. It was kind of entertaining. It was upbeat. This, the, it was a game show that had a very particular format. And so even though I didn't understand everything that people were saying, didn't always under, fully understand the game show questions, I'd miss out certain, I didn't always know all the words. Because the game show followed a certain format, I always knew what was going on. I understood 100% of what's happening. So-and-so said something, he asked a question. The person said, duo, carré, cash. Those are the three options. He'd say duo, I'm like, ah, oh, duo means two, great. Oh, he's got two options. Oh, he got it wrong. Oh, too bad. Oh, so he lost now, okay. So now the champion's got one more chance of winning here. Okay, so I'm following exactly what's happening in the show. And I'm understanding enough, some of the words, some of what was being said. I was understanding well enough, you know, 30 to 50% of the words. But I learned a lot watching that show. I learned a lot. My listening comprehension improved a lot because of that show. So that that's a very, maybe a deeper level of thing, answer I can give you. You need to do more listening practice but you want to be listening to things that you understand most or all of what's happening in the video or audio because of the context. And you're understanding, you know, at least some of the words that they're saying, maybe 30, at least, let's say at least a quarter of the words that they're saying, I would say, at least. Even if it was less than that, I think you could get away with it, but maybe a quarter is a bare kind of a minimum that comes to mind right now. And that will definitely help you quite a bit. So. Um, I did have a few more things I wanted to say today, but I'm just looking at the time and I have to, I just actually have to head out and I have to go to my physio appointment. For those of you who don't know, oh, by the way, I have a very last thing I want to say for two minutes now that we're talking about physio. Last little thing. Um, a lot of people, uh, when it comes to their health and language, language, health, really, I would say any aspect of their life, I think a very human trait is we don't we, how do I say this? Humans are not necessarily very proactive. We tend to be more reactive. I'll say it again. Human beings, in my experience, most of us or all of us tend to be more reactive than we are proactive. You might be thinking, what's the connection to physiotherapy? Where the heck are you going with this? Well, where I'm going with this is when you look at people who go to physio, they go to physio because they're in pain. You go to you know, you, uh, you don't think about say most people don't think about saving money until they don't have it. Then they're like, Oh my God, I don't have money. What the heck do I do? We wait for a problem to arise before we actually do anything. We don't, most of us are not preppers 
for life and we don't preemptively, proactively prepare for bad things that might happen. Where that's not really in our nature. And I think that's not necessarily a terrible thing because if we're consistently thinking about what bad things might happen and we obsess over that and we're always trying to prepare for all the millions of bad things that could happen that's not a very healthy way to live i don't think that's not that's going to be bad for your mental health and it'll take over your life and you'll be paranoid and that's not good but a little bit of preparation is not a bad thing having a little bit of money saved just in case something happens that you didn't expect is not a bad thing thinking about your retirement is not a bad thing and now here's the connection to physiotherapy I started going to physiotherapy due to vertigo. I was getting dizzy for no reason and it was disrupting portions of my day where I was sick and I felt gross and I couldn't move. I was dizzy. I couldn't get up. I would vomit. I felt nauseous. It was really not good. Nowadays, the vertigo is, I want to say it's 100%. I want to say it's 99.8% gone. There's one head movement. If I do it really fast, I get a very small amount of not even dizziness. I just feel like, oh, that's... That's almost like little dust on an old handkerchief. That's kind of how much, that's kind of how much dizziness I feel. Just the tiniest of bits. If I do this one head movement very fast, but generally speaking, it's gone. But I'm continuing to go to physio because I know that there are there are other parts of my body that are stiff, that have problems, that just aren't negatively affecting my life yet. But I want to get ahead of those problems, so I continue to go to physio. Now we're working, still on my neck, still stretching it out because it's still tense and things like that. Still doing some dry needling and blah, blah, blah. But we're working on my upper back now, right? We're working on that. Um, I think I've got some weird stuff in my legs, my knees and my hips. I think there's going to be some stuff there that we eventually find. But I'm just going now to get ahead of some of those issues that I know are there and they don't affect my quality of life in any way, shape or form. But they might in 20 years if I don't deal with them. So being proactive is not a bad thing. And I encourage people to be proactive, especially when you know a lot of a lot of us know that we're doing something really bad or not bad, but we're making a decision that is bad for us. We're not feeling the negative effects right now, but we know that what we're doing is going to catch up with us likely at some point in time. All of us are doing something like that, right? And we don't do anything. So we're like, oh, maybe... Maybe that, maybe that what I'm doing is bad for me, but it's going to be okay. Oh, I don't want to deal with it now. Oh, I'm not, I don't, it's not affecting my life right now, but I encourage everybody. In fact, let's use a stronger word than encourage. I implore all of you, even just one of you to listen, even if one of you listen and does something about it, that'll be a big difference. Even if one of you, just one of you today, you take 10 minutes of your, of your daytime today and you decide okay, I'm really fucking up on blah, blah, blah. I'm really fucking up on this or messing up to not use a swear. I'm really messing up with blah, blah, blah. I know that's not a good thing. I know I shouldn't do that anymore. I know that's bad for me. I know it's going to eventually catch up with me. Today's the day I start moving the needle in the other direction. Today's the day that I stop doing that. Or at least I reduce that behavior by x percentage i want to build momentum in the opposite direction and not a bad direction even if one or two of you can do that today that would be a big win so i implore some of you to, to do that today okay everybody thank you for your attention i appreciate it as always i gotta head to my physio appointment uh have a great rest of your day and we will talk later bye for now see you